you just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? friends welcome to nathan for us a nathan for you podcast my name is kelly and hi i'm megan and today we are covering season two episode six of nathan for you this one is the dating website slash party planner episode yeah i was concerned with the number of times we would have to use the word daddy today <laughs> <No>. <laughs> as i didn't necessarily want it want myself recorded saying that but I think just get it out of the way rip off that band-aid we can't get around it we're gonna have to talk about daddies <laughs> there are a lot of daddies in this episode um unfortunately it just, it just is what it is yeah I hate the word daddy I don't know why it bothers me so much if I saw an adult person calling their actual dad daddy that is as bad to me as, like, people who kiss their parents on the mouth, <laughs> which is also my least favorite. Yeah, and those two com- combination, like, if those two are together, we've oh. got a real problem. <laughs> yeah, if you are listening and you're like, but I love kissing my daddy on the mouth goodbye, stop <laughs> it, stop it, <laughs> stop it right now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's yikes. Very yikes. Um, Which I've never seen it in person, but there are some shows, mainly Survivor, that Kel and I watch that, you know, during the family visit, when when they're greeting their parents, every once in a while, someone goes mouth to mouth and you go, whoa. Yeah, I feel like um, on Big Brother as well, it happened. Oh, but I don't remember that. Polly Do people ever? <gasps> Ew. I that's a whole other can of worms with that man. Yeah, I I don't love it. I do love the game Dream Daddies. Okay. That's like a great game. Different category. Excellent yeah. game. I'd be willing to play it on the pod for a completely <laughs> separate tangent. That game is hilarious. We would just read off what's happening. For yeah. anyone unaware, Dream Daddy is a game where you play as a dreamy dad and you try and find other dads to date you. That's the whole premise. And there's all these different storylines you can unlock. There's one where you accidentally like join a cult. It's very exciting. It's super fun. I didn't know about the cult one. Yeah, I haven't actually finished that one because um, I didn't want to like look up how to do it. I wanted to figure it out on my own. So... I'd have to go play through again to try and find the cult. I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, you and I like did a Zoom share and I literally just watched you play Dream yeah. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. And there's like mini games and stuff too. On the Switch version, you can also fast forward through a lot of the stuff that is kind of boring. So, Oh, yeah, I can't it's... believe it's on Switch. I didn't know yeah, it was like it's a formal like... game. Yeah, I think it was only like five bucks or something. It's pretty pretty good deal. Would you say that was your best quarantine investment for $5 or less? Um, I would say probably. I had a lot of fun playing Dream Daddy for a while there. 
Well, I don't know how to segue this back (laughs) (laughs) to being on track. I was like, I'll come up with this funny wordplay and weave it back together. It just, I lost it. To go back to our favorite dream daddy, Nathan. (laughs) I don't think, does Nathan have kids? I don't know. I don't want to call him a daddy, but we're going to have to. (laughs) So Nathan opens up. Uh, this episode talking about the fact that women make up some of the most attractive people in the world. And he also calls them long-haired angels in this little opening montage, which is something, certainly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Women can have long hair. That is a correct (laughs) assessment. Yep, and he is speaking to the founder of a website called Dating DNA. And that is Kevin. Weird name, though. Can we just... Dating DNA. Yeah. Dating DNA? Why would you want those things in the same sentence? Well, I have some news for you. Whoa. There are a bunch of dating websites where they actually do hook you up with people based on your DNA. Okay. I thought you were going a completely different direction with that, (laughs) where it was like, we'll make sure you're not paired with someone related, or we will make sure you are if you're like... (laughs) Ooh, if, that, <laughs> if, if that's like your shtick, I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like you would know the people in real life you, where you wouldn't need to go on this website. But I interrupted, and I have <laughs> I have so many more questions. But it's it's objectively a bad name for a website, right? Yes, well, we could get into the DNA dating stuff at the end, maybe. But okay. uh, it's not a great name. It. It's not very catchy, and, like, even the interface of the website didn't look very good from what we saw. It just looked, like, very generic. To be fair, I think online dating web platforms were not as nice as they are today. Yeah, I mean, this was, like, 2014. I think, was Tinder, like, just getting off the ground? Um, I don't don't know what year Tinder got off the ground, to be honest. (laughs) I'll look it up. Why not? A little Google. Tinder was found in 2012. Okay. Twinder was... So... Twinda. Tinder was happening. Oh, Twinder's a whole other... That's a whole other one. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Which means that this interface is unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think so. Yeah, apparently it was available to smartphone users in 2013. That makes sense because I remember them going public and that was in 2015. Okay. But, yes, so dating DNA, we don't love how it looks. Uh, Kevin Carmony is the CEO, and Nathan is paying him a visit at his penthouse suite, which I noticed he mentioned. He doesn't normally mention the location that they're at and certainly not what type of residence. So I guess Kevin must actually be doing well, right? Yeah, and it can't be from this website, can it? I don't think so. Like, I've never heard of it. If, he must have other ventures. If anyone listening is like, oh, I love dating DNA. I was totally on that website. Dear Lord, message us. Yeah. Oh, my God. We would love to hear about it. Yeah. We, we learn as well that dating DNA, if you were on dating DNA, you were probably a guy because they had a 65% man to 35% woman ratio, which is pretty rough. I don't know what dating website ratios normally are. Do you know? There's No, but I feel like you, you know, it's like a party. You want it to be closer to 50-50, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. 
So basically, Nathan and Kevin talk about the fact that they need to understand the female brain. And Nathan supposes that women might be afraid to use online dating due to the fact that they might accidentally match with a stalker or a murderer. And then when they go meet up with them, it's going to be a problem. The photo they show to accompany this Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most dramatic photo. So if everyone remembers, they do these little sketches and the case cards and files that pop up. And so if you didn't just watch the episode, there's a photo of this girl who she grows up from being 18 years old and her dad, E, is protecting her <laughs> to... She grows up, suddenly daddy goes away, and there's, like, a man with, like, a butterfly catching net. There's a man with a knife. There's a man exposing himself. There's a man trying to stick a mirror up her skirt. So just, like, a very threatening circle of men. (laughs) But the man with the butterfly net, like, killed me. I know. The net is comically small. It's so small. And he doesn't have anything else around him. Like, he doesn't have any other weapon. It's just, he's just going to grab her with the net, I guess. I don't know what his plan is. Which, to be fair, might be the most frightening. <laughs> like, imagine just walking and having, like, a little net put around, like, I guess it would maybe cover your head and part of your shoulders. <laughs> Barely. Depends how big your head is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would just be very shocking. Yeah, 100%. The The picture is so funny. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> kudos to whoever drew that little piece of artwork. Yeah, you know, we should look into who draws the the little animations for, for Nathan for you. Yeah, they are all the same style. So mm-hmm. pretty fun. So, yes, we, we hear them talking about this. And Kevin's basically like, I don't think that this is actually an issue. Um, and Nathan basically says, like, you need to be careful what you're saying because you're you're telling women that, you know, they shouldn't be scared on dates and that their safety isn't important. So that kind of pressure is Kevin into saying, OK, he'll go along with this weird service, which is basically that a person who Nathan calls a daddy will be following the person who's on the date, the woman on the date, around, and they're going to make sure that nothing crazy happens, like they don't get murdered or kidnapped. Yeah. The little Kevin-Nathan exchange is hilarious, where Nathan emphasizes to Kevin that he shouldn't disagree with any idea that would make women feel safer. It's, like, not a good look on camera. And he quickly is just like, okay, because specifically Kevin questions the use of the word daddy, rightly so. Yes. Being like, isn't that a little condescending to women, telling them that they need, like, daddy to protect them? And Nathan quickly gets him back in line and gets him to agree to this name, which is crazy he did that. Yeah, it's a terrible name. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, the way he convinced him to go along with it is so funny. Yeah, it's... He convinces him somehow. Also, like, I've never met up with anyone from an online dating website. So I don't know if, like, how how this would factor in if I was going to meet up with someone. Have you ever met up with someone from, like, Tinder or anything? I I feel like we were both, like, serial (laughs) daters for the most part. Yeah, so we both pretty much just would, like, be in serious relationships, like, back to back to back. I was, like, briefly had Tinder, and I met up with someone once, um, 
But, like, we had mutual friends, so I feel like it was a little bit different. And, like, this guy's friend knew that we were talking on Tinder and was very, like, I'm going to invite both of you to my birthday party so you can meet. And, like, being a little dramatic about it. And, like, it didn't go super well. (laughs) He didn't try and murder you, though, right? No, no. He was, like, nice enough. Like, I thought he was a nice guy. I'm 5'7". And he was, you know, shorter than me. And he, like, really didn't like that I was taller than him. Oh. And, yeah. To be honest, I don't think I would have cared that much. Uh, but he was like, oh, you're a lot taller than your photos look. And I was like, am I? You're like, how, <laughs> does, like, one, how does one take photos to make them look their height? I don't know. I'll, like, I'm standing next to people and almost... I guess on Tinder, I'm trying to remember, it was so long ago, but I was probably alone in most of the photos, actually. There might have been one with me and someone else, but it's, like, very hard to tell. It's, like, posting your height is very much a male quality. Yes, Like, women don't post their heights, but I feel like I, I probably look tall in my photos, but he was shorter, and it really bothered him, and we never spoke again. Like, literally never spoke again. Yeah. He was like, I'm out. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I I low-key love going through people's dating profiles. And I love, like, trying to help them. Though when I had Tinder, like, very briefly, I took it absolutely not seriously at all. And my profile was, like, so stupid. I don't know why anyone matched with me ever. I mean, I feel like it was probably very funny and charming. Thank you. I think I had the picture of me dressed up as a hot dog in the pictures. So I was attracting a certain type, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) People who love hot dogs. I just like, I think if I was going to meet someone from a dating website, I wouldn't want them to be surprised. So like, what am I, I'm not going to post these like nice looking photos of me. It's like, no, no. I'm not going to trick you. And then you meet me and you're like, oh, your personality is far different than I thought it would be. So I was like, I'm just going to hit them right away with like stupid pictures. This is who I am. Yeah, I am a hot dog. (laughs) And if you don't like it. Imagine they show up in a costume of like ketchup or (laughs) or something like that. Being like, we go together. (laughs) Wow. Romance. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be pretty smooth. That would be really smooth. But yeah, I don't think I met up with anyone either. I remember I matched with someone who lived across the street from me. And I used to just like match with everyone who I knew, right? Like you see someone you know, so you swipe right on them. Always a always a bad idea. Every yeah. time I've ever seen someone I, I know and then I swipe right on them and I'm like, haha, like funny chatting to you here. And then you realize that no, they're actually hitting on you. It is awkward every single time. Yeah, that was yeah. that was my issue, and it would have been fine if it was, like, someone that I would probably never see again, or, like, you know, maybe we are in some classes together, but, like, this guy lived across the street from me, so we would run into each other, like, all the time. It was, uh, it was very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have the most <laughs> online dating stories, <laughs> but we gave you what we had. Yeah, if anyone has any, please let us know. Do you have, like, any bad date stories? I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember if I've been on any egregiously bad dates in my in my tenure of dating. Um, Nothing, like, 
too bad. There's like very few dates I've been on with people I don't genuinely know. Um, there's one guy I I went on a date with who like I was his waitress and like he gave me his number, but and that's probably the closest I've come to like not really knowing you at all before going on a date. And he was like super nice. Uh, he was a race car driver. And so it became a thing where pretty much he only talked about being a race car driver. And that was a little hard to get to get over. <laughs> it's like it was very interesting, but it was like pretty much the topic of every conversation. Um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't deal with that. I don't think I guess I, I mean, he was nice, though. It was I wouldn't call that a bad date. So yeah. it would just be like. Oh, you were nice to chat with for a bit, but we don't have a ton in common and maybe we won't see each other again, but nothing like egregious. Yeah, I went on a date with a guy and I had always really wanted to learn how to drive standard and Mm -hmm. he had a standard car. So this was like very appealing to me that I was like, oh, we can go on a date and you can teach me how to drive standard. But I didn't realize that it wasn't actually his car. It was, like, his brother's car. So we went out, and he's, like, trying to teach me how to do it in a parking lot or whatever just so that, you know, I don't, like, hit people <laughs> while I and or piss anyone off because I can't start the car. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, start driving around campus, and he, like, tells me, like, oh, yeah, this is actually my brother's car, so, like, don't fuck it up. And it was just such an awkward – like, I was, like, first of all – I wouldn't have made you do this if I knew that it was not your car. Second of all, now I'm like stressed out trying to figure out how to do like the clutch and the like little stick shift Mm -hmm. and like figure all this out while I'm like even more anxious that this is not your car. And it was it was a lot. And he like made me drive us to like where we're going for dinner to like try and learn how to use the car. It was just a lot of pressure, which I did not appreciate. I do really feel like this is on you (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was trying to use him just to learn how to drive stick so a little bit that's mistake number one mistake number two is clearly that's a super stressful situation (laughs) that you're putting on yourselves day one like go for an ice cream don't be like teach me how to drive a car when you don't know how to talk to me at all because we don't know each other we knew each other Okay. We worked we worked together. So like again, I think I've talked a lot about how I've dated a lot of people that I worked with and it was always really we bad. We did. Yeah. So this is one yeah, of those we scenarios. Did, we did discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He worked in the office next to mine. Not oh, like terrible. in the office building. Like I worked on campus um in the computer science department and we like shared a wall. Like I had one office with like me and like so- randomly some high school students worked like who were like my co-op students kind of and then he worked like in the office behind mine um it was very awkward anyway yeah it could have been a cute like Pam and Jim office situation or you could have asked to learn to drive standard and make it (laughs) literally the worst (laughs) most awkward imagine if you had damaged the car like just imagine I know I I don't want to after one time like you're you're not gonna learn how to drive standard it'd have to be like you are my driving instructor i'll meet you every week at this time for two weeks for like two months like (laughs) yeah yeah and like i don't know if we ever went on like an actual other date other than that we kind of did one time this is a weird story so i might cut it out we'll see 
but we like went out for beers and he was being like very annoying i don't know why i was dating this person who i clearly did not like at wait, all wait we went from like <laughs> some guy that works at an office beside you who you wanted to learn standards so you asked him and you like went out once to like now you are dating this man we're like we went on dates does his name begin with a d yes <laughs> <laughs> So we went out to get beers at the my guy favorite. Was the worst. Yeah, we went to get beers at my favorite bar that was like next to campus, and he was just being like really weird and annoying and like complaining about the beers or something. Yeah, so actually, I ended the guy up, was literally terrible. Yeah, I ended up texting Colin weirdly. My now fiance, current fiance, <laughs> um, to be like, hey, can you come? meant please. to be can you please come hang out like i can't deal with this Hilarious. so colin like came and like it was very weird and then we just hung out like the three of us because i needed colin there's a buffer um <laughs> this is the weirdest story anyways for anyone who really cares i broke up with that guy not really i kind of just like never spoke to him again but that's normally the move yeah he i slept over at his place and then he told me I couldn't stay. Or This is like, the specific part about him that I remember. Yeah, he said I couldn't stay because he, like, I don't know, his bed was small or some bullshit. So I stole his longboard and then never spoke to him again. Oh, shit. <laughs> I yeah. swear to God, I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he's married now. And he's in my phone as his name, Kelly. I'm yeah. only remembering this right now because I was like, how the fuck am I going to remember who this person is? So if I don't know you that well, I'll try to put like a prompting word. So the word was like Kelly being like, oh, it's this guy that's kind of seeing Kelly to remember who he is because I had a bunch of other people on my phone with his name. Um, yeah, that guy's just fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. We-, we can move on, but... We've talked so long about something that has nothing to do with it. For our last episode afterwards, I was wondering, I was like, do we talk way too much about not the episode at all? And so then maybe we cut some of this. No, it's fine. So yes, we we kind of hear this whole plan that Nathan has and he decides, well, he needs to figure out someone he can test this with, this daddy's watching service. So he finds a user named Cameron, which is spelled K-A-M-A-R-I-N. I just wanted to point that out because I've never seen that spelling before. This is important because I typed out her name the way it's spelled and I said, fuck that. I will mispronounce the <laughs> hell out of that on the episode and wrote it out like normal and was like, I don't need to spell her name correctly on my own notes and was like justifying it to myself as someone who gets their name misspelled a lot. I was like, it's fine because she's not going to read it and I need to pronounce it correctly. And what the hell is this? Yeah, brutal. So Cameron agrees to try out this service. And so Nathan's going to be her daddy. And he kind of has like a a little meetup with her where he's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to like be with you the whole date. But if something goes wrong, I need you to say the following rhyme. I, can't, I don't even know if I can read this without laughing. Daddy, daddy, come over now. Save my life. You made a vow. Yeah, that's a rhyme. Um, yeah. That's I, a code, code rhyme. Co- that, yeah, that's the coded rhyme 
to signal Nathan to jump into action and to save her from this threatening man. And she is a little confused and say, well, what would happen if I just were yelled the word help? Um, and Nathan's like, well, like what significance would that have for me? And she's just like, well, if, if you just hear the word help, wouldn't you like help me? And he's like, well, our coded rhyme, I know means you're yelling for help from me. If you just say help, it could be anyone yelling help. And I, I wouldn't know. So she's like, okay. Uh, yeah. And he's like, if you say the daddy rhyme, I know it's you. Yeah, he got to keep the branding consistent. So makes sense. I mean, it's something. <laughs> makes sense? I don't know. So so we see Cameron. She's going to go on on a date. Um, did you write down her suitor's name? Because I Cody. forgot to. Cody. Okay, thank you. Yes. So she's meeting up with Cody. This is going to be a first date. And Nathan already has a picture of Cody, so he knows what he looks like. And Nathan wants to covertly vet Cody to make sure that Cody is not, you know, dangerous in any way. He does an excellent job, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think he does a great job. He stands outside the apartment building where they're meeting up. And he's, like, holding a box. And he basically asks Cody for help. He needs to cut open the box to get out a camera so he can take a picture of himself in front of the building since he's moving out. Very convoluted story, but whatever. And he he asks Cody, you know, do you have something nice, something that is sharp to cut open this box, like a knife maybe or a gun? Which is definitely interesting. Yeah, he's like, do you have a weapon I could use to open this box? And Cody's like, no, I have keys. No. <laughs> yeah, like a normal person. Um, yeah, and Nathan uses a couple of phrases to try and, like, suss out Cody, too. You know, he says, women, sometimes you want to kiss them, and sometimes you want to wring their necks, right? He's like, you know what I mean? Cody's like, uh, no? No, I don't know what you mean. Um, yeah, he also asks him if he's a sex offender, and he, he really goes deep on the consent part as well. Yeah, he says, sometimes, you know, when a girl says no, she really means yes, right? And Cody's like, no, No. not not at all. (laughs) So Cody seems to be passing these tests with flying colors. But just to be safe, um, Cody uses Nathan's camera to take a photo of Nathan in front of the building. Nathan takes that camera and dusts it for fingerprints and preserves Cody's fingerprints in case anything goes wrong. He has those ready to hand off to the police. So bold. I don't I don't know if this is actually would be passable if uh, Cody did do something, but who knows? Mm-hmm. So we see them actually go on the date and Cody and Cameron are going bowling, which I was like, wow, I would love to go bowling right now. Like, post-COVID, bowling sounds like a really fun activity. (laughs) Connor and I were in a big fight, and we went bowling once, and we, (laughs) like, fought bold. (laughs) (laughs) Were you just, like, throwing the ball really hard down the thing? Well, I don't know if we were, like, mad at each other so much as, like, sad. Like, I got a job in a different city and was moving, and... We didn't know, like, if we should stay together or not because of it. And it was a whole thing. And we're like, let's go bowling. And we were just, like, sadly bowling. <laughs> You're like, and, let's like, go up- bowling. Smash this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're in public doing an activity, like, how upset can you be? I don't know. It was a, it was a thing. 
<laughs> so like to this day, we have not gone bowling since. And every time we go past the bowling alley, I'm like, I'm like, the bowling was fun, but we were sad that day. And I was like, <laughs> but at least we have the memory of bowling from that. And things worked out. But we just keep saying like, we need to go bowling again so that while it is fun, we also have happier memories with it. Yeah, you need to reverse the curse on bowling. Yeah, I mean, I won. So that's a big <laughs> check in my book that I got what I wanted. Yeah, I would I would love to go bowling. I would like I would go bowling on a date too. I feel like that's a fun activity. Yeah, yeah. Any sort of activity is good. Don't do an escape room as a first date. I've seen some shit. It does not go well if you don't know each other's communication styles. It's not how you're gonna get to know someone. Leave it for like fourth or fifth date with some friends. But yeah. Yeah. My favorite date is a baseball game because oh, I no. feel like it's it's really it's, it's good so date. Long, so long. Well, You're trapped for literal hours. Hardly anyone stays till the end, and if you end up like not being into the person, you can just ignore them and pretend you're super into baseball. You know, baseball is just not that interesting to make up for a bad date. You need. I I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the real first date. Whoa, I can't believe you're hating on my my baseball date like this. You get a pretzel, you get one of those huge beers that's like bigger than your head. I see so many flaws in this date. You need a a short-term activity that you can extend if you're feeling it or has an out after like an hour. Like a coffee, an ice cream. You could take that and go on a walk. You could... While you're on that walk, maybe you see a fun activity like bowling and decide to go do that. Like... You need stages where there are multiple outs. Like maybe you're going to go canoeing depending on the city you're in. If there's like a little one, you know, canoeing. you can go out, come back. You know, that you can leave after stressful. that. Canoeing is the most chill activity. I would be so nervous that if you like went, like if I went canoeing with someone and they just like tipped the canoe, I would be so annoyed. I would never go on another day with them. It's like pretty hard to tip a canoe. You have to like really be work. It's not like whitewater rafting or anything like you're always on like a still lake or large pond situation and you just go the the place I'm thinking of in particular is small and very calm where you could like go out and come back and then if you're having a good time you could say like hey want to go grab a bite to eat do you want to go to like this comedy store down the road or you could be like wow that was a lot of canoe and okay bye no I I think baseball game is still the way because then you can go for dinner after too but you you're still probably going to eat street meat at the game and the pretzels and the beer. I just don't like baseball that much. I think that's my main issue, and it's so long. But you get to wear the cute like little baseball hat. You can wear a hat other places. Maybe not to indoor bowling. That would be kind of a weird move. <laughs> but anything outdoors. I, I've never talked about on the podcast the first date that Colin and I went on, which was a whole thing. But I know about it. Yeah. So we were living together when we were going on our first date. So my whole thing was like, it has to be a lunch date. We have to go for only lunch because I was really nervous that if we went for like dinner, then we would just go out for dinner and then come home and then the date would never end. Like we would still be on our first date to to this day. So you're only like pumping up my first date choices. Because, like, your issue with that date is it's so long. And, like, yes, because your roommates, there's a huge issue. But, like, a short, quick date is so good. 
Yeah, I mean, but like the that was like a specific scenario. Mm -hmm. If we could have gone to a baseball game, I would have been like, hell yeah, let's go to a baseball game. You guys were also friends, so it can't be like the outcome was never going to be like that terrible of an of an outing. Yeah, I mean, it was still pretty awkward, but we went for tacos. Great. Yeah. Not great for state food for like taste. Not great for looking cute. I went to the same place with that race car driver guy. Oh. Shout out to Taco taco Farm. (laughs) Yeah. It was really awkward because the line was super long. And they sat us like facing this window that faced the line. So everyone was just (laughs) staring at us and we were both facing out. And it's the kind of thing where you can keep ordering tacos depending on how hungry you are. So I ordered like two, but they were actually pretty small. And he ordered like a whole bunch. And so I ate mine, but they took so long to get there. And there were people just staring at us. I didn't want to order a second round. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. But I was just hungry and people were just watching us. And it was so awkward. I hate when people watch me eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have we have wait, the wait, crew. Wait, wait, wait. How'd oh. your date go? With Colin? Yeah. How, I mean, we're, how, we're engaged did, now, did so things, it was fine. Did things work out? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty awkward at the time, though. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole I feel like we, story. We, like, didn't know what to talk about because we, like, had known each other for so long and we're, like, already friends. So it was just, mm-hmm. like, weird to go hang out alone, I guess. I don't know. I got a really good drink there, though. I can't remember what it was. Probably something with bourbon. Mm-hmm. So we got our couple. They're bowling. And Nathan wants to make sure that he can come in and really just be close to them while they're going through the activity in case we have an issue and Cameron needs to say the daddy rhyme. So Nathan has dressed up in, as he's described it, a female bowler in religious garb. So he is next to the couple, but he's like fully clothed and like you can't see his face or anything. Yes. And because he's so close, we get to hear some little snippets of their conversation. So please play like a dramatic song here that's like, (laughs) put on your tinfoil toques. Yes. Our first guest is Cameron, who's got some theories for you. Oh, no. She certainly does. Oh, my God. 9-11, was it real? I don't think so. Or certainly Cameron doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. This is not something you bring up on a first date, right? This is so bold to think (laughs) that, like, what their exchange was to lead up to the date that would make her think that this is a good time to be like, I think 9-11 didn't happen because I understand the first two towers getting knocked down. That's feasible. But what took down building number seven? And he's just like, uh, building number seven? He's like, and the Pentagon? <laughs> yeah. He's like, huh? And so at the very end of the episode, because now I've learned that there's normally a little end segment. And so I watched it too. And like, she starts talking about something else. And Cody's just like, are we talking about lizard people? Or are we talking about school shootings? And she like chimes in being like, Obama's doing it to get rid of guns. 
He's like making school shootings seem like they're worse than they are. And I was just like, whoa, Cameron. There's a reason yeah, this, you're on this website. This was probably not on her profile, I would imagine, because Cody seems really normal. Cody seems super nice, very normal. I wouldn't even know what to say to someone. Like, I would just be at such a loss for a response. Like, how do you not... Because any response you give, you have to mentally be like, I'm about to argue with this person. Am I prepared to argue on a first date? Is it worth it? Do I just try to, like, listen and nod and be friendly until I leave? Like, you have to consciously be like, I'm about to argue with someone who's unreasonable and who doesn't understand facts like are you prepared to have a lizard people conversation (laughs) are you we we imagine that cameron is probably like into QAnon, right into what QAnon. she's got to be like a QAnon person right i have no clue what that is that's like the big conspiracy theorist people in the u.s i didn't know that yeah Oh, there's a whole documentary on, I think it's on Netflix about Ooh. Q. You should watch it if you, I mean, I haven't watched that documentary yet, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts on QAnon in general. It is wild. They're like the people who are like, COVID's fake. Oh. Like Obama made school shootings up. Like that's like all QAnon rhetoric. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like lizard people in particular, like, <laughs> like, I think some of them people can convince themselves of and, like, tell themselves things because, like, guns are a real thing that exists that you can see, you know? Lizard people are not a thing you can see. Uh, I think they would argue otherwise. I feel like I've seen a thing on lizard people where, where someone will be like, look at this. Like news reporter. Now there, did you see their eyes look lizardy for in that split <laughs> second? Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Lizardy. Okay, what other word would you use? Yeah, you know, that's correct. I like reptilian, maybe. Oh, so proper. <laughs> I just don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, how could she not have this in her profile? It also yeah, how do you just how does this just come up? How do you just be on a date and then you're suddenly talking about 9-11? It seems so out of left field. Yeah. We're Canadians. I would never bring that up. Oh, no. No. That's so serious. And (sighs) the lizard people convo would be so funny, though. He definitely afterwards went home and was like texting his buddies like, yo, this girl is crazy. That would be a really, really funny story. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) afterwards. how, How do you break up with this person? She messages you being like, I'm down for date number two. That was so fun. And I go, the last message you send has will be like, you know, the lizard people cannot be exposed. I need to protect my people. Yeah, I think you lean into it. Either you ghost or if you really want to get into it, then yeah, you got to be like, sorry, you know, you're too close to finding out about the lizard people. Yeah. I can't. I can't. You're in too deep. <laughs> yeah. I can't let you find out my my truth. But it just goes to show you never know what you'll find, who you'll meet, what interesting <laughs> wild conversations you'll have. While bowling. Yeah. Maybe bowling so- is the perfect date. <laughs> Everyone really seems to have their guards down. 
<laughs> you need to go and, you know, bowl one out. You're wearing other back. people's shoes. Mm-hmm. Prospective. Yeah, yummy. So, yeah, we kind of see that Cameron felt safe and secure the whole time. So she never had to use the, the daddy's watching call. But did Cody feel safe and secure the whole time? I don't think he did. I would imagine. I think had Cody been the one told the code, he might have yelled out for some help. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe too. So maybe there should be someone. Mom, mommy's watching. Mommy's watching. Gross. <laughs> Equally gross. So, yeah, we we see that this was pretty successful. Cameron felt fine, so she never had to use the call. Nathan's like, okay, now I need to scale. So he puts up some posters to find, and this is what his posters say. Um, so he's looking for some strong daddies for security work. And a burka will be provided in case you need to hide in plain sight. And we get one response. Um, and, um, an individual named Mark responds to the ad. And so Nathan does some basic questions to him like, hey, you know, you see a woman, she needs help, what do you do? And Mark goes into very intense detail about what different parts of the body he would press on to make the person pass out. I do have it written down if we need. <laughs> oh, the instructions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think we we have a service to do to ourselves and the listeners. We need to tell them, you know, how you can take someone down. So we are given a scenario and maybe we can answer what we would do in this scenario. So he says, you're protecting the woman and the guy tries to kiss her. What do you do? He says, I'm a drop him. What what does that, if I do it hard enough, right here and right in the glands for your wipeout? I push him hard enough to like this for about thir- for about three seconds, four, I can put you out cool or back there right here underneath the lobe. But you have to go like that, thwap. <laughs> back there to the lobe to get it. You know, it puts you out for about 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean... Perfect instructions on what to do there. Um, I, I don't think I'd be going for any lobes, personally. Um, so, below the lobe, if you trace it down. Not not right behind the lobe, but if you do go down, if you are going to knock someone out, his instructions are not good, but his general vicinity of where to aim is kind of correct. So, there's a small... I don't know if he could execute it, but he certainly can't explain it. No. Yeah, I I kind of recently, like in the past two years, took some self-defense like classes, oh. which was pretty fun. Okay. Um, with Susie, who I believe listens to this podcast as well. But we got to practice like all of the different, you know, self-defense maneuvers, mm-hmm. like the there were different like ways to put your hands so that you could like hurt someone really bad and all of the different places to like punch and kick and stomp yeah I took a self-defense class in high school and 90% of it was like attack their penis yeah that's good advice it was a lot of it now uh I met Connor at a mountain resort in BC and while we were there, there was a guy who was his roommate who was, like, really into jujitsu and was telling us about how to knock a person out one day. And he's talking specifically about, like, 
your veins near your lobes, which is what I think this guy's referring to. And Connor was like, dude, you could you can show everyone. You can just knock me out. And oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, huh? And we had just met and we're kind of seeing each other. And I was like, this man does not sound that clever. And so <laughs> he sat down in a chair and his roommate Blair like choked him out and was like, clap, just keep clapping. And then suddenly he stops clapping and just like keels over. And I'm like holding his face. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he kind of wakes back up and he's like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. That's not good for your brain. <laughs> yeah, just for the record, my boyfriend's very smart. He's he's okay now, but he got super <laughs> into jujitsu after that and was like, this is pretty cool that you can like safely like protect yourself and someone else and disarm someone in like a non-aggressive way. So, you know, maybe our friend Mark... Uh, Maybe he's, I mean, I don't think he's probably very good at jujitsu, but maybe he's taken a class here or there. Yeah, he's taking like one. He has like his white belt or whatever, whatever the first one is. So yeah, Mark is hired on. Um, so he seems, I don't know if I'd say qualified, but he, he seems to be a big guy who could probably do some damage. Would you look at him and think, that's a strong daddy? <laughs> <laughs> No, because that <laughs> was like that was the the ask of the poster. That was the ask of the poster. We don't know if he has children either. So is he even a daddy? We're, I guess we're all daddies in our own way. I don't think I'm a daddy in my own <laughs> way. <laughs> I don't think that's true. You, I was hoping feel, I could buy that. <laughs> do you feel that you are a daddy in your own way? Yeah, I think sometimes oh. I feel like a daddy. Oh, when? <laughs> When I'm hitting those hard Peloton workouts. Yeah, you're riding your bike being like, (laughs) I'm daddy daddy today. (laughs) While I'm sitting on the Peloton and Colin's making me dinner, that's when I feel like the most daddy of all. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm really glad I asked you to elaborate on that. We were able to like nail down your peak daddy. I wish you hadn't, but I I said what I said. (laughs) So we find a new user who Mark is going to kind of train his skills with. This new user is named Polly. And Nathan says, you know, I've provided Mark your address, like pictures of you, all of your socials, everything about you, your phone number, so that he can really make sure that if you go missing, that he'll go to the police and protect you. And Polly doesn't seem like that uncomfortable. But then Mark says, okay, I'm going to like make sure you're fine on your date. I'm going to go with you and then I'm going to tuck you into bed. He says, I'm going to tuck you in multiple times and uses like hand gestures But also his hand gestures are not the hand gestures I would use if I were tucking someone in. But they weren't like aggressive hand gestures. It's just, he's just got such a weird vibe. And Polly should have immediately been like, you know what? You reached out. You wanted it. We gave it a go. It's not for me. We got to move on. It was so uncomfortable. And I was waiting for the scene after her date where they have the interaction where he insists on tucking her in and they didn't show it. And like, I feel like it's, it's out there in the universe 
And I feel like it just got real weird and they couldn't show it. I, I'm hoping that as soon as like they filmed this scene, they were like, okay, we'll stop. Like, or she was like, I'm not doing this. This is like, this man is very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Now, I do think Mark really was able to emphasize what a good job Nathan does because essentially Nathan told him about the box trick that he had used where he grabbed the box. It was taped up. He needs to ask if they have anything sharp to open up the box with. And Mark really just does a truly terrible job interrogating the guy outside of the apartment. Like, yeah, it really made Nathan look like an all-star. Yeah, he like tried to grab him. Yeah, he's like, come back here. Don't touch me. Yeah, all I wrote is that Mark is not as good at the box trick. No, Mark is very. I wouldn't want Mark to be my daddy. That's for sure. No, no, he he was not. He's not on it. Whereas Nathan, I think, is actually very good at blending into situations and would be very good at it. I don't know what he would do if someone called for help. I think that's a part he might struggle at. (laughs) Yes. But he has the fingerprints just in case. Yeah. He's he's got it. So let's follow up on our DNA dating. It is, of course, not available anymore. I'm not surprised. Is that rude? No. (laughs) I mean, it's. I feel like it's really hard to run a dating app. If you're not, like, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. My parents actually know the creators of, like, Christian Mingle and all of, like, the spinoffs. Oh, yeah, like, like Farmers Only. Like, the same person who made that made a ton of different ones. They got invited. So they met um, this family on a cruise, and they invited my parents out for, like, their birthday party. And these people are so rich. They had like literal elephants at the birthday party. Like it was insane. Yeah, I didn't go, but it's just like, holy shit. (laughs) So at some point, people who like you could be very, very successful coming up with these. And like the guy, what's his name? Kevin. Yeah. Kevin lives in a penthouse. He looks like he's doing great for himself. So even though the website's no longer with us, I'm sure he's doing okay. Yeah, I, like, looked into him a bit, too, and he was, like, a CEO of another company before that was, like, a Linux offshoot, so I think he's doing fine. The person I would be most concerned about... Is Mark. Which, well, now that I think about it, Cameron I'm also concerned about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which I would say I'm more concerned about. Whoever Cameron's dating is who I'm most concerned about. Yeah. Um, I will say on what we were talking about earlier, there's, like websites now where they match you up based on your dna which is very crazy so i'm looking at this one it's called dna romance and basically they take like your if you've done like a 23 and me or whatever you can send them all of the dna markers that you have and then they'll be able to quote unquote use the dna file to find your soulmate wow (laughs) I just don't understand how this is possible, but I wonder if there have been successful relationships out of it. If truly the only thing they look at is DNA, like I, for a website like that, I would want them to ask me absolutely nothing about me other than have my DNA file. 
to see if it works. I don't want to answer all these questionnaires and then them be like, oh, yeah, it was totally the DNA. Yeah, and you do have to answer a bunch of questionnaire questions too. So, Also, I did want to segue this in somewhere, but I feel like you would be very pro using a DNA-driven dating website. <laughs> oh, you're talking about my biggest fear. Yes. Is that we're going with this? Oh, you casually yeah. want to bring up my <laughs> darkest insecurity. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, this has somehow not come up, but my biggest fear in the whole world is that I would accidentally date someone that I'm related to because my mom is adopted and she doesn't know her family at all. Like she's never met them and she doesn't know where they're from or anything. So it's like been like a very big issue for me that I'm like, wait, I need to make sure that all my partners like don't look too similar to me or have like a very comprehensive familial trees so that I can like be like okay we're not related (laughs) good have you ever done a DNA test yeah I did 23 and me did Colin no so you can't really confirm oh why would you put this in my head (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying his birthday just passed maybe that's what you should have got him (laughs) maybe it does, like, come up with a lot of stuff, and I found, like, people who, like, it says, like, like, my cousin and stuff, but I've never reached out to anyone. Oh, my God. I would, I would probably, well, I, I know my family history. I know, like, other members of my family have, like, really tracked it back. I have not, but some of them got super into it. Um, I feel like everyone or a lot of people in their family, there's, like, that one aunt who, when all these DNA tests came out, was, like, this is my new hobby. I will find everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had one aunt who did that. So it's not a concern for for me in my life. But I do think it would be very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of fun. You get a lot of information. They really like are into like being like, we can predict all these health things, which are like so stupid. Like it'll tell you if you hate cilantro or not. And it's like, I don't need a DNA test to tell me that I enjoy cilantro. And Megan doesn't need a DNA test to tell her that she does not. That's true. Yeah. But but for the, like, other stuff, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Is there – and you don't have to share, like, personal traits about yourself. <laughs> but what was the most interesting one? Or do you remember? Yeah. I think the most interesting one for me is, like, I didn't know – like, I know my dad's, like, family background, at mm-hmm. least. Like, I know where they're from. But my mom is, like, totally mysterious. So I had no clue. But I was very surprised to find out that she's part Norwegian. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah. what are all of your your parts? <laughs> Is that the way to say that? Yeah. Tell me your bits. <laughs> so my dad's side is just like Irish, Scottish, mm-hmm. British situation. Mm-hmm. My mom's side, I need to get my brother to do the test too because it's like a lot more exact if you have a, a male sibling do it. But she's apparently like French mostly French and, like, Norwegian and part Greek. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very wild. So if Colin comes back as all of those as well. <laughs> I don't think – I can safely say I don't think Colin is any of those, so. I think not not any like, of them? Not those three specifically. Okay. I'm, like, Irish-Italian. Scottish. I thought I was Italian like, No, for no, sure. I'm, like, mostly Scottish-Italian. I was like, oh, I'm definitely Italian. I feel like I just assumed I was going to be Italian. And then I was like 0% Italian. It was very crazy. We could have been kindred spirits. You know, 
Oh, sad. In another life. <laughs> we could have been cousins. Yeah. So I think, uh, do we want to talk about the event planner next? And then we'll talk about the other segment at the end. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. So our next segment, we meet Veronique Asseline, who is the owner of Veronique Events. And this is a an event company. And her goal is really she wants to build a larger company. She wants to have like more people helping her with the events. And that's kind of why she's reached out to Nathan from what we can gather. And so Nathan kind of comes to her with this idea that it's always stressful at parties. You have to invite people, but there's always some people who you kind of feel like you must invite, but maybe you don't actually want them to come. So his whole idea is send party invites in a way where some guests are going to get those sent to their spam inbox so they don't actually show up. I think this is great. I mean, I've never invited anyone to a party via email, I don't think. So it doesn't quite hold up today. Um, I feel like it's so good for weddings. I was going to bring up weddings and ask you if you would do this. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be elaborating further on (laughs) who I want, who I would not want to be invited to the wedding. But there are some people who I would have, I would have sent them the spam invite. Hilarious. Now, I do think that on the pod, you had talked about wanting to uninvite someone, but I feel like COVID has made that a non-issue now. Um, Kind of, yeah. I mean, we kind of uninvited everyone yeah. when we canceled Actually, it. I got really full of myself for a day because Connor got the uninvite email first and I checked my email and I didn't have one. And I was like, maybe they really reduced the list and I made the cut. <laughs> and I was like really all full of myself for a day. And then I got the email and I was like, damn it. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's fully done. <laughs> the server just took a while to update. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... Especially after having had to cancel two times, it's just like over two years, like, I feel like your kind of friend list can change going through the pandemic, especially. Yeah, definitely. But alas, if anyone else has had to cancel their wedding and wants to talk to someone about it, hit me up. I do feel like making your invite list for the wedding would be the most stressful part of the wedding. Is it? It was pretty stressful because of the venue that we had chosen. It was only a maximum of 80 guests, which we were like, oh, that should be fine, Um, which it would have been. But then a lot of our guests between when we sent out invites and like the past year have gotten like significant others who are serious. Um, So suddenly like everyone had a plus one and that became a bit of a a problem. Mm. But Like, it was going to be fine. It's also, like, we picked a place that could only have 80 people, so. Mm -hmm. And that was on purpose, because we didn't want to invite, like, too many, too, too many people, you know? Yeah, I feel like 80 is a good number. Because you still want to, you want to be able to, like, see everyone and say hi. And if you have, like, hundreds of people at your wedding. Actually, I did just get invited to a wedding in India, where it's definitely, like, hundreds and hundreds of people. It's, like, January... 22nd so oh, wow. I don't know if we'll be able to go but we were like that would be very exciting and I hope it's something we really can fun. go to yeah yeah because Connor hasn't been able to come to India uh yet my stepdad is Indian and his family is there so I've been before but it would be nice to get 
you know, everyone together. It's a really big trip and you have to take a lot of weeks off for it to be worthwhile. So it would be a nice thing to look forward to, especially considering all the weddings we were going to go to have been canceled. Um, it's been a big bummer. Everyone I've told actually um, that like, oh yeah, we had like five weddings to go to and they all got canceled. They're like, oh, lucky like that. Thank goodness you didn't have to spend all that money. And I was like, no, no, we're at the part of our lives where we really want to go to people's weddings and we think it'll be like super fun. Like we're yeah. by no means over it. I mean, it's nice, like especially in the past few years, like we graduated, you know, a couple years ago, like five years ago at this point, six years yeah. ago. So it's like some people you haven't seen in a long time. So it's mm-hmm. nice to like show up and you're at, you're somewhere where you know everybody for mm-hmm. the most part. Like Colin and I were talking about this not that long ago, but like, you know, when we were in university, we would go into a bar and there was a chance that you would know literally every single person in that bar. Yeah. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. And that, like weddings are the closest thing you're going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be super fun. Like the one wedding you and I went to together – It was, like, really fun to see a lot of people and catch up with them who, like, you don't bump into every day. So, yeah, you know. (laughs) That's my biggest fear, (laughs) marrying someone that I'm accidentally related to, so. Yeah, that really looped back around. (laughs) I brought us back. So, essentially, to, to be able to pull this off, Nathan hires a software engineer who designs a, a little interface form where the person who's throwing a party is going to be able to input all of the guest information. And then they have a one part of the form, I guess one field that says desired guests and a second field that says undesired guests. And the way that the engineer has done this, basically he's going to be able to send out a normal invitation to the desired guests and the undesirables are going to get an email that has all the information, but it also has a lot of different words that are normally found in spam. So it has words like Viagra, penis, penis enlargement, one between one and 10 inch penis. And he also has routed that email through a server in Russia to make it like extra sus to your email inbox. This is amazing. And <laughs> yeah. it, okay, I'll try to like keep the tangent so short, but it really reminded me of something that I've like recommended people do when if you're applying for a job and there's like just a list of keywords that they have just like copying and pasting the like the job requirements onto like the second page of your resume at the bottom and putting it in white (laughs) so it like for sure comes up it's like the opposite of that but it's so funny and I think it's a great idea Yeah, this is actually a really smart idea. Like, I kind of love this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, basically, Nathan tells Veronique all about this. And he's like, hey, we made this form. It has all of these words on it. She does not want to hear about penises. She's like... She doesn't think it's important. Which is not. She doesn't need to know. (laughs) Nathan's just doing it for the memes. So, Nathan decides in order to test this out, he's going to throw a party for himself. Like, a small house party. And he has picked one person in the office who he's not going to invite. They're going to be on the undesirable list. And that is our friend Solomon. So sad. Oh, my heart. Now, this episode really will go up the ranks as far as the side characters on our little ranking sheet. Because we have some heavy hitters in this episode, quite frankly. Yeah, we do have a lot of heavy hitters. But Solomon is so great. It's so sad. 
I know. And it worked really well. He sent out um, an email, but a lot of the guests could not show up with such short notice. We weren't given an exact time frame that Nathan decided to throw this party in, but Veronique was the only person who showed up. But Nathan had also hired the professional Bill Gates impersonator to be the entertainment for the party. Yeah, and um, he entertains, kind of. <laughs> he just stands there and talks about Windows. <laughs> but, like, the way he talks about Microsoft really makes me think he has no idea what Microsoft is. I He's think so, too. like, what would we have done without it? Like, He's like, computers used to be so big. <laughs> I <laughs> like... Okay. I mean, enormous. <laughs> enormous, yeah. So we see the the party is um, in full swing while Bill Gates is there. It's but, mainly just Veronique saying, you know, I really do have to get going soon. Yeah. And then she does eventually leave. But not, uh, not before they take some photos. And during the photos, Nathan asks Bill some personal questions about himself. Do go on. <laughs> no, really. You, 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 you go on. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Nathan asks uh, Bill, our friend Bill, uh, so Bill, why were you circumcised twice? <laughs> Which how he knows to ask that question, I uh, have some questions about. But apparently there was a problem with the foreskin. So it, it took getting circumcised twice. Yeah. Um, I would like to know how this came up. I would as well. I, I also, and you have not watched this show yet, but there is a, this sh- a show that Nathan helped produce called How To with John Wilson. And I don't want to spoil too much of that, that show for anyone if they haven't seen it. It is very fun, um, very weird. But there's a, a very long segment about a man who is pro-foreskin and how to reverse circumcision. Whoa. Yeah. I... With a device with... that he has invented. I feel like... Okay, you're going to remind me what this is from. But there's a show somewhere where an actor needs a foreskin and they make a little clay piece <laughs> to put on it. Do you remember oh, where that's from? I can't remember. I remember in the show Nip Tuck. Okay. This is a lot of foreskin talk that I wasn't I wasn't expecting this much foreskin talk. But in the show Nip Tuck, one of the characters gives himself a circumcision. I remember oh that. Oh my god. Yeah. I know it's a show and it's not real. But that sounds like a lot. <laughs> Should I Google it? I'll Google it. Well, maybe also Google the little clay piece. I think maybe it's Joey from Friends or something. They and Rachel makes them like a little piece of ham hat. Is that does that sound real? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a storyline on Friends. Wait, I need you to Google this. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I googled clay foreskin TV show, and uh, not a lot has come up. But the show that I was talking about. The How To with John Wilson show, a Vulture article about that did come up. Mm. Um, Maybe add the word friends in. I don't know if I should Google foreskin friends, but I will. <laughs> friends foreskin episode. Oh, you know what? Wait, let's see. <gasps> Joey's foreskin. I think you're right. Hey! He was, yeah, you got it. So I, I have a confession to everyone. I'm not the biggest friends. 
person. I don't think anyone on Nathan for you is a, is really passionate about you being okay with friends. Yeah, so I think they only care that you like Nathan. <laughs> true. In season seven, Joey's thrilled when he's asked to be in a big movie about a man who falls in love with a Jewish woman. Unfortunately for him, his excitement soon turns to nervousness when he learns a director wants things to be authentic, meaning he'd need foreskin for the role. The director says he wants someone who is anatomically not Jewish. Joey, having been circumcised as a child, enlists the help of Monica for her to fashion something up. Okay. Yeah, and then apparently it falls off uh, in front of the casting woman and the director. I haven't watched Friends in probably 15 years. I have no idea. Like, when I watched (laughs) the the episode that didn't come up in my mind, I have no idea how I connected those dots, quite frankly. Something, it really stuck to you, something about that episode. (laughs) Apparently. That's amazing. It's my one foreskin central story about a show (laughs) that I have no part of. I'm impressed, honestly. I thought it was going to be a cartoon, the way you described it. So, so It's a wacky episode. Imagine being the writers coming up with that. I'm surprised that that was, like, a storyline that they did. <laughs> yeah, but um, we all know a little bit more about our favorite Bill Gates impersonator. <laughs> the only Bill Gates impersonator that I know. I don't remember that coming up in Finding Francis, but maybe now that we've discussed it, we'll see that maybe they mention it. Oh, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we learn all of that stuff. Um, we see Nathan the next day, I think. I would assume it's the next day back at work. And he approaches Solomon and is like, hey, what? did you see all the pictures from my party? Like, didn't it look so fun? And then he's like, why weren't you there? And Solomon's like, oh, I didn't get an invite. Nathan kind of pushes him to, like, go check your spam folder, and lo and behold, the invite is in the spam folder, just as we had intended. So, Ronique is just in the corner, like, (laughs) watching this interaction, just kind of nodding, and Nathan's, like, you know, checking her to see if she's seeing that he's not upset because it went to the spam folder, and it's just this very, like, awkward situation. But, yeah, it it worked. Yeah, it did work. She doesn't seem impressed um, whatsoever. She should seem a little bit impressed. (laughs) It seemed to work exactly how he wanted it to work. We'll get into Veronique, but I think that after she went to Nathan's party, she was like, oh, I should not be listening to this man's uh, (laughs) advice. (laughs) But uh, she she and Nathan speak a little and... um, She's, I think she is probably more no than yes on this idea. She's also more no than yes on wanting to give Nathan a hug when he asks. Yeah, she was a lot more no than yes. So Veronique, um, Veronique events is still open. Wow. Still, and honestly, I w- I'm going to say thriving. Oh, tell us about some event options with Veronique. So I'm on their website. Um, they do weddings so they do wedding planning they do like just normal events so there's lots of like bat mitzvahs here and bar mitzvahs um like engagement parties it looks like there's some like parties for like there's one for like maybe a dance studio it looks like so she does a lot and honestly they look really nice like damn i am very impressed i thought i was gonna open this and be like oh veronica events what's going on here but like these parties look very impressive well, if we lived in the area, maybe we could have had her help out with your wedding. Yeah, or maybe we could have crashed. 
or the the bachelorette party. Maybe she could have helped us plan it a bit better. What? It was planned perfectly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> she is in like Mal- the Malibu slash LA area. So if anyone's Jones in for a planned party, you can uh, hit her up. Now we go to our little middle segment. Yes. That's just kind of a, it's one of those random segments that's not really about a business per se. But Nathan finds one thing that motivates someone more than anything in the world is fear of embarrassment. And he really wants to do a deep dive onto this and see if the tactic he's been using to help himself could help other people. So Nathan took a a bunch of humiliating photos. And what he does when he really needs to get something done is he gives those photos to a notary and he instructs them to send the photos if he isn't able to prove that he is accomplishing his goal. So in this case, it is writing a script. So he gives the woman these photos and then he's able to get back in the time frame they had discussed to show her that he had finished it and therefore get the photos back. So he thinks yes. that he can apply this to other people and he puts out an ad for people trying to lose weight to see if they would want to use this tactic as well. Yeah, I have a few things on this. So number mm-hmm. one, he's writing a screenplay for looking for Susan. Do we think this is like the precursor to finding Francis? Yeah, I have a lot of questions about Susan. <laughs> Where is she, number one? <laughs> yeah, where might she be? We don't know. But yeah, looking for Susan. Number two, he takes a photo where he is, quote unquote, the the meat in a giant sandwich. I think it's a hot dog. I think he calls it a sandwich. Maybe it, it looks kind of like a sub. Maybe an mm, toasty Quiznos sub, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, that's a bold move. <laughs> Would bold that? Photo. Yeah. Now, if you were taken... If, if a photo was taken of you <laughs> as the meat of a sandwich naked, would that motivate you a lot? A medium amount? Not at all? This is going to sound, like, like weird. Okay, so, like, it's only his butt. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's, like, full frontal. I feel like we need to state that. Just it's up just front. butt. Before I answer this question. Only booty. Honestly, I think this is so funny that, like, if I was in this position, I might just post that photo myself because it's hilarious. <laughs> Whoa. Would that have been the move for a Tinder date who saw you wearing a hot dog costume? 100%. 100B. They're not pulling not- the, na- the naked man. They're pulling the naked dog. The naked sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Do not send me dick pics. Oh, well, no one send me any weird pictures, please. Let me just straight up say that first. But when I was single, like, no dick pics, but, like, you as the meat in a sandwich, like, that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. So we have people responding to this weight loss ad, and we meet a few people who are going to be participating after Nathan explains that they're going to be using a fear of embarrassment tactic to motivate them. So we meet Fred, who was looking to shed five pounds, and he would be most worried about his kids seeing a photo of him having an affair. So they need to take a picture making it look like he's having an affair, which is so bold. This is a steamy photo. Nathan hires someone to come in to take the photo with Fred, and it's like 
Wow. They're like real close together. And the angle of the photo and everything really (laughs) makes it look real. Yeah, the angle, it looks like it's like someone hiding in a closet taking the picture. It's very funny. It's like too far. Fred should not have agreed to this. I think Fred, maybe Fred was like looking for a little spice in his life and he was like, oh yeah, I would hate to have a picture of me with a hot woman where we're both like naked. My biggest concern would be that, you know, you answered a Kijiji ad. What if this person now has a really incriminating photo of you? It's not like a hot dog one. Like this could ruin, legitimately ruin your marriage. And he could just be like, ha ha, sucker, that was an elaborate ploy, because I'm a schemester. Give me all your money or I'm sending your wife this photo. Like, it could have really gone wrong. Yeah, luckily, Nathan's like a mostly decent guy. Yeah, yeah, but I just feel like, don't answer ads on Kijiji in general, or take (laughs) fake photos of you having an affair. Yeah, this is actually a tactic that they use in the cult Nexium. Yep. Yeah, so that's that is a whole series I have listened to. That's a yeah. whole other thing. So if anyone out there has signed up for some self help and they're telling you that you need to send them embarrassing photos that no. they're going to keep as collateral, <laughs> do Literally not do that. Never. It's such a bad idea for the person. It's wild it, that people go along with it. But it probably would be very motivating. One hundred percent, especially yeah. to like lose weight, which is like. Like, it's not easy to lose weight, but it's something that you at least have control over. And you can see the progress every day, right? It's not Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It would just be very stressful if it wasn't going well. Maybe that would help, though, because then you would just, like, stop eating. Unless you go the other way, and then you start eating more. Gotta know yourself. So we also meet Gina. (laughs) And Gina is a teacher, I believe. Yeah, she's a school teacher. So the most embarrassing thing for her would be if Nathan sent a letter to her principal, which basically says, like, wah, wah, I'm a little baby, (laughs) peas and poos, with a picture of her flipping the double bird at the camera. Yeah, yeah. I think involving your boss is maybe worse. I don't know if I would be more concerned about involving my partner or my boss. Probably my boss, because your partner, you could just, like, maybe explain Your boss would be really hard to talk your way out of it. Yeah. And honestly, I think, like, if the picture was not him having an affair, Fred, of course, like, if you just told your partner, oh, it's a really incriminating photo, like, Colin would want to see it. Like, he would be like, I I would die to see this. Like, you Mm -hmm. need to show me anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, boss, not good. Mm -hmm. We also meet Tracy, who, she works at a law firm And she takes um, a very incriminating photo that we see at the end, which is her kind of holding a banana at her crotch, making a really intense face. And she has a sign that says, I hate Jews. Yum. And lastly, we meet George, who is a retired war veteran and thought that Nathan's approach was actually the perfect approach. So he asked Nathan if he could also pose naked in a hot dog. And they address the photo to his mother. Yeah. Which, like, low-key, my mom would think it was funny. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want anyone in my family to see my my butt, (laughs) to be honest. Fair. I guess, like, the best person in my family would be my mother. But it'd be weird. It'd be a weird conversation. (laughs) 
was it you who sent the video of the guys who like want to be gyro meat? Oh, <laughs> uh, this isn't ringing our, any bells. In our group chat, there was like a very long video of some people who run a business where people get to come role play as like gyros. Oh, wait, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, people would like role play as like the meat in a sandwich. In like a dominant This is a, matrix. a real thing. <laughs> no, no, it's a comedy video. Oh, sorry. This is yeah. not a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is not real. I mean, was, I bet someone out there does it though. Yeah. So it's like a play off of a dominatrix where the you can sign up and the person like treats you like a piece of meat and like throws you in a sandwich and like pours sauces on you. It's like a it's a it's not real. It's like a jokes video. I but if you're wondering real. what I send to people in our group chats. <laughs> I bet that that's real somewhere. One of our friends said, like, they would be down to do it, so. No, they didn't. <laughs> yes, they did. They don't listen to this podcast, so we can say that. I don't know about that. I feel like the only benefit might be if they threw, like, actual food on you. Like, <laughs> and you get, like, a little it? snack. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> yeah, oh like, God. if I'm, like, lying in a sandwich and they start throwing, like, toppings at me, like... Is it cleanly? Can I have a little snack? Am I just, just hungry like, right now? Maybe. Yeah. Ditto. But so we see all of this and basically they have this goal, which is that they have two weeks where they need to lose five pounds. And at the end of the episode, we come back to this this little crew that Nathan's assembled. Mm-hmm. And we see that everybody except for one person was able to reach the goal which is Tracy. She was one pound short, so she was only able to lose four pounds in the two weeks, which I think is still pretty good. I'd be like, just let me go to the bathroom. Let me take my clothes off. Like, I can get that one pound different. Like, take your shoes off, take off your sweater. What are you doing, girl? Yeah, Tracy, I think, made a mistake here. So now she's going to have to deliver the incriminating photograph to her boss, which also, like... Not only is it really embarrassing to have to deliver a photo to your boss, but from what I understand, she's a lawyer, right? Because she Mm -hmm. works at a law firm, and she needs to go deliver it to one of the founding partners of the law firm, which this this sounds like legitimately career-ruining situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Involving your boss in any way with something crazy, like, just, like, why would she do it? Just be like, oh, I'll send it to my mother, you know, yeah. I'll send it to my brother. Like, this was such so, a bad idea. We like we meet her boss, Michael Cohen. Um, Can I just say, Michael is so lovely. He was very. He took this very well. He's, he's so nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows what happened after the camera stopped rolling? But he took it well on camera. So she gives him the picture, and he's very much like, I don't know how to respond to this. Um, this is very uncomfortable to give to someone who's Jewish. And he's not, like, yelling or anything, but he's clearly upset by it. And then Nathan kind of helps her explain. And she also, like, immediately is explaining, like, I don't have these sentiments. Like, it was to try to motivate me to lose weight because of how embarrassing it would be if someone thought that I thought these things. And he's like, okay, so you don't actually feel this way. And she's like, no. I do not hate Jews. And he was like, okay, that makes me feel a lot better if it was just a tactic to 
like help lose weight. And if that motivated you, like that's good. But this man is so sweet and so level headed. He seems like he'd be a good lawyer. Yeah, he was really nice, especially like after they explained it. And he was like, okay, as long as you don't feel that way. Cause like that would be shocking to be handed that by like the Tracy seems like a nice person from the like couple minutes we see her too. She seems very normal. So I'm sure it was absolutely shocking for him to get this picture in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a bold move. But I do think, I mean, obviously she wasn't able to do it, but I feel like it would be hella motivating. I don't know if she thought it like was a joke, he wouldn't go through with it, but I'd be I, I aiming so. a little higher than the bare minimum to pass this. I don't know if five pounds in two weeks is reasonable. I think that would actually be very hard. That's pretty reasonable. Like, they kind of recommend if you're going to, like, lose weight, like, the most you should lose is two pounds a week. Um, But that's just to be, like, healthy, like a healthy person. So I feel like, you know, five pounds in two weeks, it's, like, pushing it a little, but it's not It's It's also a a lot easier if you start off at a larger size. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it'd be so hard. Yeah. She she really made a mistake, but... Do we have any career updates? So I did look up everybody, or I did look up everyone on IMDb. And the weird thing is that none of these people were actors, um, except for Gina. It looks like Gina's been in, like, a couple random things. But everyone else seems to be, like, an actual normal human. Well, I feel like people genuinely do want to lose weight and, like, genuinely, like, participated because they wanted to and, like... Yeah, tried to get something out of it. So I'm not surprised that they were able to find people who would want to sign up for something like this. Yeah, but so I don't have any other updates aside from that, really. Yeah, so I thought that was a pretty fun episode. I feel like our little cameos from some of our favorite, favorite Nathan for us people definitely helped. Um, do you want to rake the individual segments? Um. Yeah, I think for me... Honestly, I think the weight loss segment is probably number one for me. It was very funny. It's pretty fun. And then number two, I think, for me would be the daddies watching. And then the events would be the last one. I feel like I'd have daddies watching first and then the weight loss and then the events last only because of the people they found for the dating service. Like, Mark is wild. Cameron is crazy. Like, I cannot believe that they found those people. So I feel like that really helped. Yeah, especially like in 2014. Oh, yeah. I feel like it was not as common to hear people talking about conspiracy theories and stuff, Mm -hmm. even like seven years ago. So she must have been really deep into it to be bringing it up like that. Like on a first date, like you might want to gauge the person. Like Like when we talked about the comedy show and the racist jokes thing, it's the same situation. Yeah, I feel like you could have brought up maybe something small to see, like, are they feeling this vibe? Maybe go a little bit more, but like date one, lizard people, 9-11, gun control, that's a lot. Yeah, too many, too many topics. Like on a first date, you want to be talking about chill things. Like just talk about yourself you know, and yeah, and your pets stuff that they like. Yeah, talk about your pets. Talk about like traveling. Talk about your just job. get to know each other. Like the base level of like, what is your job? What do you do? What entertainment things do you like? 
Do you like music and movies? I too like music and movies. So basic. Yeah. I'm just swinging the pendulum way the other way because this is just too much. Stay tame. That's Stay our advice tame. to you. I like that as like a slogan. <laughs> Stay tame. Because it really contradicts. It's like something might happen here. And if it does, so, <laughs> so what? And then at the end of the episode, if we start every episode off with that, and then at the end of every episode, we say, stay tame. <laughs> Just confuse the hell out of people for what we want. They're like, do you want me to to be wild or tame? I'm unclear. Don't be a lizard person. That's all. Or if you are, like, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I want that intel. Tell us about your worst first date also. Dear Lord, Yes. I'm I'm living for that. Because I feel like we don't have, like, good, like, actual dating stories. Yeah, one of my boyfriends, we went on our first date, and then he got, like, blackout drunk. Um, <laughs> That's a move. <laughs> like, on the date. Is it, does his name begin with an S? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is unsurprising. Yeah. I haven't really then, been able to nail these. Yeah, they all have really distinct personalities. Um, and then he passed out on our pullout couch, like in my basement. Mm -hmm. So, and you thought this is the man for me. Yeah. And then we dated for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you want to hang out with us or like just chitty chat with us offline, or you're interested in seeing some fun things that we post, you can check us out on Twitter or on Instagram at Nathan for us pod. Um, you can check Kelly out. The Arkells um, actually have been talking about Kelly on Twitter today. Why don't you elaborate a little bit? Yeah. My, one of, I, I mean, my favorite band certainly. And I think Megan is a big fan. The Arkells oh, yeah. are Canadian band. They're super fun. They had tweeted, um, Max is the lead singer. He also runs our Twitter account. He had tweeted that he is into running, but he needs something to distract from. So just please send running playlists his way. And he was going to rate and review them. So I'm a big runner. I think it's been talked about a bit. And so I sent him one of my just like random Spotify running playlists and he gave it a nine out of 10. So, you know, if you need some Spotify playlists for your runs, hit me up on Twitter at Kelly W. I've got tons. So he actually tagged you in his Instagram story. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It happened while we were on the pod, and I didn't want to interrupt (laughs) because one of our friends sent it to a group chat. Oh, shoot. That's super funny. So yeah, check us out (laughs) offline, online. Hang out with us next episode. You know, have us on in the background while you're cooking dinner. This has been... Kelly and Megan on your side.